Welcome to the Fuel Triathlete Show. I'm your host, Andrew Doherty, registered dietitian and fellow triathlete. I specialize in coaching endurance athletes to fuel their body, to have more energy, PR at races, and improve their relationship with food. This podcast will give you practical and actionable strategies to help you transform into a well-fueled triathlete. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, something a little bit different for today's episode. Today I'm sharing an interview that I did with one of my clients named Dave and he's talking about his experience working with me as a client and how I helped him get ready for Ironman 70.3 in Chattanooga this year. Hear about his experience, all that he learned and what he did to have a PR that day. Tell me your name, a little bit about yourself, and maybe what some of your frustrations or struggles that you were feeling before we started working together. All right. Thanks, Andrea. My name is Dave Gibb. I am soon to be 52. I've been in and around endurance sports for about 25 years with about a 15-year gap in between. So 2005 to 2010 or 11, I pretty well just marathoned and tried to train for triathlon, but my kids were little. And then uh, I got back into it about five years ago. 2022, I did uh, my first 70.3 and then my first full Ironman and just struggled mightily on the run. They weren't races per se. I just survived. I chalked it up to heat, to training. But then a couple of weeks later, after my full Maryland last year, where I ran a 540 in the full marathon, three weeks later, I ran the Detroit full in 357 and felt great so that ruled out fitness as my problem and then I just the only less last thing I don't know anything about was nutrition so um, I heard your name through a fellow triathlete and I, I reached out okay great yeah and once we did start working together what were some of the things that you started doing that made the biggest difference for you eating more because my one of my biggest struggles and frustrations had always been that I was training 10, 15 hours a week and my weight just continuously crept up. And I always just chalked it up to I'm training so much I'm eating, but you know, so many different theories out there as to why I'm holding weight. So I was constantly restricting what I was eating. So I was trying to eat 15 to 1800 calories a day to have a calorie deficit. So I was trying to cut weight. I would succeed on that for three days, but the, Four days I didn't, I would eat 5,000 calories. You got me to start to eat more on a daily basis, which mentally was a challenge. Mm-hmm. And it kind of uncovered that I, I really struggled with the disordered eating or a, a unhealthy relationship with food per se. So just starting to track my food and be mindful of what I was eating, but more importantly, that I needed to eat more to fuel what I was trying to do was the biggest change at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. And then also when we were working together, you were preparing for half Ironman. So maybe just tell me a little bit about how that went and how it compared to previous races and some things that you did. So I did the same race last year. I did Chattanooga 70.3 in May, 2022. It came in at 640. And then this year I did the same exact race and I came in at the 554. I think so I knocked 50 or 46 minutes off my off my time. The 
last year on the bike, I took in one and a half bottles total of nutrition. I never believed unbelievable. Like it's unreal. When I think about it, I never believed in carb loading. I kind of, when I was training, I would just grab whatever I had. I would stop at random stores. You got me on a dedicated schedule to be very, you helped me become mindful about what was going in my body. Okay. And, and so through training and you had me actually do race simulations, I, you know, I purchased a, a monitor to monitor my sweat, not, not just the amount I sweat, but more how much sodium I was losing mm-hmm. and discovered that when I added up what I was losing versus what I took in on a regular basis, let alone in a race, I was so far upside down on sodium because I had one of the biggest challenges I had when I raced all the time before working with you was frequent urination, like just constantly going to the bathroom. And I've come to learn that that was my body's way of just getting rid of free fluid to keep the sodium level balanced. Mm -hmm. So I was basically dehydrating myself through expending water. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was the biggest difference is that even on my training rides, I started to notice I wouldn't have to stop every 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. That was a huge accomplishment and a great race you had. Um, and then, sorry on, on that, oh, yeah. even like getting out of the swim. So you had me carb load. You, you, you gave me a carb load schedule for about 72 hours out, like down to the grams. I am pretty good at following instructions. Mm-hmm. So I followed like to the letter, what it was you said. And I'm not going to lie. I, I had my moments of like, is this a typo? Cause yeah. I've never eaten that many carbs intentionally eaten that many carbs. I've eaten that many carbs and donuts and cookies and garbage, but never mindfully eating like that before. So last year on the swim, I did 39 minutes and I was so gassed getting out of the water my transition time was 14 minutes to go from mm. swim to bike. Yeah. This year, my transition time was about four and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. I ran coming out of the water this year. As I was going into transition, I was putting on sunscreen as I was moving towards the bike, as opposed to looking at it, like just trying to get my, trying to get myself collected last year to even get myself prepared to get on a bike. I was, I raced this year as opposed to survived last year. Mm-hmm. That sounds like it felt better overall, more energy. 100%. That kind yeah. of stuff. And so now kind of after we've gone through working together over the last six months, how would you say things are different for you? I've started to have a pretty healthy relationship with food that mm-hmm. I'm no longer obsessed so much about the scale. I'm not going to lie. I still get on scale every day and I am aware mm-hmm. of the number but I'm no longer viewing eating more as the problem. I used to, I used to think that um, at night or when I couldn't control myself from snacking, it was because I trained so much that day. I didn't realize that my um, carb deficits going into my heavy training day, plus under fueling on the training, was actually the problem it wasn't the volume of training it's just mm-hmm. i didn't need enough on the friday to support a four and a half hour bike ride on a saturday with an hour run mm-hmm. i just chalked it up to this is just what triathletes do but triathletes shouldn't be gaining 15 pounds while training for an ironman mm-hmm. so that's the biggest difference is for me 
is understanding that food's not my enemy that mm -hmm. and, and I, I think I've shared this with you that you know now at night when I know I have a training session in the morning and I'm hungry before going to bed for me to make a wrap with a little bit of peanut butter and honey I eat it and I don't feel guilty about it or mm -hmm. I really learned how guilty I felt about food mm -hmm. and I didn't realize it like I just didn't I wouldn't, if anybody would have asked me prior to working with you, do you have an eating disorder? I would have said no, mm -hmm. clearly, because look at me. But mm -hmm. I've learned now that it wasn't per se, it was disordered eating or right. an mm -hmm. unhealthy relationship with food. Mm -hmm. And then I would crash diet, get into a bet with my boss, <laughs> wait like a maniac yeah. to get down to 184. And then within three weeks, I'd be back up to 198. Mm -hmm. And now I'm slowly like a half pound a week comes off, yeah. but I'm not obsessed with it, but I'm aware of it. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest difference is that I've eliminated a lot of the stuff that was problematic, mm -hmm. not because of you, but just because I'm like, I don't, I'd rather have more room to eat more volume of healthy food mm -hmm. than eat two donuts. Right. Mm -hmm. And I used to think the donuts were just part of the game. Was there anything, were you nervous about working with a dietitian or making the investment or anything kind of holding you back that we started? Um, no, because I'm, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not afraid to um, make an investment in myself. In mm -hmm. last year, I, you know, I bought a new bike. I paid for a live coach, you know, I invested in master swimming. So I didn't have a hesitation on the amount of investment because it, mm -hmm. it, it was a very uh, fair cost for mm -hmm. the return. I was nervous on, is there anything I'm going to learn from this? Because I, I always felt I was the type of person, like when I hear people talk about, they take vitamins and they feel so good or like they, you hear all the stuff they take. And I think I was open mm -hmm. about this when we started that I've never felt like taking creatine like this pump in my body or anything. I was not in tune with what went in and how it made me feel. I was just nervous that six months into it, I'll follow a meal plan and everything else, but I won't feel the actual benefit. It'll just be, I'm doing it. The results are what they are. Mm -hmm. um, that has been completely erased now mm -hmm. that I now understand and I physically feel when I have underfueled, I know it. I know mm -hmm. it right out of the gate. And I know there's nothing I can do about it. Like at the okay. time, like if okay. I'm mid run, mm -hmm. if I'm mid run and I'm under fueled and I'm feeling terrible, mm -hmm. I don't get upset about the run. I don't think I've lost fitness. I don't make excuses. I just mm -hmm. know I didn't eat right. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to, the math is pretty easy now that I understand mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And for as far as the investment goes, I mean, it's, it's one of the smaller investments in a triathlete. Maybe. In triathlon, yeah. You know, I, I just, you yeah. know, re I just registered because of our work together and, and the success and how good I felt in the half. Cause I made a commitment to myself that unless I felt good in a half Ironman, I would not do another full. Right. And because of how good I felt, I've now registered for Chattanooga full. Mm -hmm. Andrew and I are going to start to work together, um, you know, in a couple of months again to get me race ready mm -hmm. and, and to make sure I maintain. But, you know, I, I spent more on that race registration, I believe. Mm -hmm. than my investment in our time together. So mm -hmm. 
to to waste that money on the race registration without making this investment doesn't make any sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So. For sure. That's great. Yeah. I really appreciate your time and talking about our experience. Just is there anything else that you wanted to add? No, I, I just think that I wish I would have learned it earlier. I wish I would have. I wish I would have understood how much I was missing on nutrition because it probably would have saved me a lot of money on upgrading bike parts and all this other stuff that I was looking for gains in, Mm -hmm. but not paying attention to what I was investing. So that's the biggest thing is it's like this, if the machine's not tuned in, I shouldn't be buying an aero helmet. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ironically, I have an aero helmet. (laughs) But it's, yeah. Yeah. So Mm-hmm. No, it's, if you have any, if anybody out there listening to this has any doubt, I, I would not start anything else without starting at this point. If you don't know enough about nutrition. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. Okay.